Hello and welcome to the 27th episode of the Football South Coast Weekly. And in round 12 of the Illawarra Mercury Premier League, Bulleye and Wollongong Olympic played out a one-all draw at Balls Paddock, with Van Elia sending the visitors into the lead following a penalty before James O'Rourke saw Red seeing Olympic go down to 10 men. Deacon Brownlee equalised for the home side in the second half. I spoke with Bulleye coach Julio Miranda after the match. So a one-all draw here with Wollongong Olympic. What did you make of the display overall? Oh, I look disappointed. You know, we, we play with uh, obviously with the extra player, but you know they look. They're a quality side. You know, you look at you, you, you know they, they 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 defend it quite deep. They got a lot of numbers in behind. But when you got you know Van Elia and Josh McDonald comes off the bench, you know you've got to be really careful. You've got to maintain the numbers and a bit of balance defensively. But but we had some opportunities, mate, where we um, not good enough to break them down. And I guess you do have a number of players out at the moment. So from that perspective. Is taking a point here against the undefeated league leaders something you can take a positive from, especially in the context of the Albion Park result last week? Yeah, absolutely, mate. I mean, it's um, you know, like I was a bit worried at one 0 down. You know how we, you know, uh, you know how we're going to try to break them down, but we did. Um, you know, and, you know, there's a lot of positives. You know, young Deacon Brown, he's going well for me at the moment. He's getting himself in positions to score goals. Give him to another one. Could have probably had another one there too. But um, yeah, like you say, in the context of last week, um, it was really important to make sure we got you know, a result. Albion Park earned a massive 5-0 win against Cringilla at Cream Park. Cameron Morgan and Julian Minatello both scored braces with Hamish Lamberton getting on the score sheet as well. Wollongong United got up 3-0 against Tarawana at Tarawana Oval with Mitsu Yamada scoring a brace. Wununa and Balambi played out a 2-all draw at Ocean Park, while Port Kembla edged past South Coast United 2-1 at Ian McLennan Park. Coniston won 2-0 against Coromel at Memorial Park. Adam Volader and Stephen Ogonovsky got the goals for the visitors. In the People Care District League in Round 12, Thrall and Berkeley played out a 1-all draw at Thomas Gibson Park, with Zach Bidoff scoring a late equaliser to cancel out Berkeley's Orkanaz who opened the scoring in the match. Shell Cove picked up a 3-1 win against Oak Flats, while Picton held Rilla to a 2-all draw. Fernhill were convincing winners against University with a 5-0 victory. Daniel Jukic and Will Roberts both scored twice for the Foxes. Kaima drew tall with Balgowney, with Austin Blenkow scoring another two goals for the home side. And in the match of the round, Helensburg scored the latest of winners to overcome Unendera 3-2 at Rex Jackson Park. Brad Watts scoring in the 98th minute of the match. I spoke with Thistle coach Andrew Payne after the game. So what a game that was. You did actually go behind originally. Yeah. You conceded a last second equaliser. We thought in the last seconds and then Brad Watts has gone and scored. Uh, off the kickoff virtually, what did you make of that game? Oh, it was what you would hope from a top of the league game, I think. Uh, two good sides. Um, yeah, first half I thought we were really good, to be honest, but Piccolini's just such a clinical player. He got two sniffs and, and bang in the net. And then, yeah, mate, look, we're 2 1 up in the fourth minute of injury time. I'm losing it at the ref saying how much injury time. <laughs> and then he gives us just enough to go and get a winner. So, yeah, Brad White's big occasion, big moment. So, it could mean a lot. How essential was it to win this game, considering the, the st- where, where you stand in the league, to go and get the three points? How crucial is that? Oh, it's absolutely crucial. Um, and again on Wednesday night. Um, pretty much if we lost that game today, it was probably over, I would say. I, don't, I just don't see Unendera dropping that many, um, particularly with all the new players they have coming in in the next few weeks. So, oh, mate, I couldn't be prouder of the boys. That was, uh, yeah, 
Shell Cove on Wednesday night. That's another huge game for you guys. How how important is it to go and put in another good showing there? Oh, it's absolutely, absolutely essential. Because if you want to win things, you've got to continually back up every single week, um, particularly in district league, because um, the top teams don't tend to drop many points. So, uh, yeah, Shell Cove's going to be... It's going to be tough, and they're a whole different nightmare with their twin strikers and all that kind of stuff running all over the place. So, yeah, mate, we'll just do the best we can and we'll back up. And just one final question mm-hmm. on Blake Curry. You scored the penalty and he played in midfield today, and we saw mm-hmm. him have a, quite an essential role in your team. How mm-hmm. impressed were you with him today? Oh, he's superb, and he's been superb every single game for us. And the question every week is where can we best use him? Um, some weeks it's at six, some weeks it's at centre back. But, um, oh, mate, he's an incredibly gifted player, high pedigree, you know. Yeah, mate, he's, he's a leader in our team too. So, And in round 11 of the Women's Division 1, there were just two games across the weekend, both on Sunday with Barilla picking up a 2-1 win against Wollongong United and Kiama Quarry is picking up a 5-1 win against University White. Looking ahead to round 12 now and on Friday night, South Coast Flame will host Kiama at Ian McLennan Park. With the rest of the games being played on Sunday, Rilla will take on University Yellow at King Mickey Park as Wollongong United will face University White at Macedonia Park. Albion Park will travel to Ocean Park to play Wanuna, while Thoreau and Shell Harbour will go head-to-head at Thomas Gibson Park. We will now move into a preview of Round 13 of the Illawarra Mercury Premier League. And joining me for this week is Nathan Turner. Welcome back, Nathan. Thanks for having me again, Tim. And the first game we'll talk about is a game of Friday night, Cringilla against Wollongong Olympic at Cream Park. The Lions, they had a big defeat at the weekend, 5-0 to Albion Park, and they were actually reduced to nine men with Stefano Demarino and Alex Majoski both being sent off. So there'll certainly be a bit of a reshuffle with those suspensions, and that's definitely not what they'd want heading into this game against Wollongong Olympic. No, definitely not, Tim. Um, it, it's a hard ask to begin with, but then, you know, two of your main players serving a suspension for the for the game is isn't what you want going into this one. So it's a very tough ask for Cringilla even before those two players getting sent off uh, last weekend against Albion Park, and it was a yeah very very poor performance from from them in that in that case as well. I thought they. Um, you know, t- we're looking to turn it around in, in the recent weeks and we're only a one or draw to Renuna and I thought that they could maybe sort of keep that game to a little bit closer to what it was, but um, all eyes on what they're going to um, pull out this weekend against the Olympic. Well, they did concede quite a few of those goals in the second half and the later end of the second half as well. But looking at Olympic now at the weekend, a one or draw, with Bulleye, they did go 1-0 up through a Van Elia penalty, but then James O'Rourke got sent off and Bulleye equalised after the break. They were also without Justin Passfield for that game. Uh, they did play in the Burbampton Cup as well on Monday, although just two players who started the game against Bulleye actually, uh, actually started the game against Wollongong United, where they did lose 5-0. But looking at their form in the league so far, the side are certainly flying, but they will be without James O'Rourke for this game, as well as John Martinoski, who did miss the Bulleye game through injury. Although Ben Zuko is back after serving his suspension, in the context of the form and the strength of both sides, this really would is a game that you'd expect Olympic to, to go on and win. Yeah, just the third time that Olympic have dropped points this season, so they're going to come out in this 
this game absolutely firing, wanting to, to get back to winning ways, which, you know, they've done so many times this year um, already, hence why they're, you know, sitting on top of the table. But, you know, a, lot, a slight little slip up against Bullard with uh, Rook getting sent off, and I feel like that did cost them th- the three points in that one because they were, they were pretty on top of the game and momentum was their way before he got sent off as well when they were up 1-0. So a tough ask for them, but it's football, it, it happens. And, I mean, they'll just uh, eye off this weekend against Cringilla. For this game here, I will be backing Wollongong Olympic to go and win this game. I think especially in the context of that draw with Bulai at last weekend, they'll certainly be wanting to get back to winning ways here. And Cringilla in recent weeks have really struggled. The 5-0 defeat to Albion Park sort of showcasing that, and I will be backing Olympic to go and get back to winning ways here. Yeah, I can't disagree with you there, Tim. Uh, Wollongong Olympic at top of the table for a reason, and I think they're going to get the job done uh, against the Cringilla side. And the first game on Saturday we'll discuss is Bulleye against Tarawana at Balls Paddock. So it was a decent point for Bulleye against Wollongong Olympic at the weekend, although they were facing 10 men for the majority of the game. So they perhaps would have hoped maybe to, to go on and get a win in that game. They do still have a number of injuries. Guy Knight didn't feature again, although Deacon Brownlee has stepped up recently, scoring in just his second start for the side against Wollongong Olympic. And he certainly did look like one of the brighter attacking threats for Bly. And that is going to be beneficial for them heading forwards to have someone like Brownlee offering another attacking force up there. Yeah, I think that is a massive addition for the Bulleye side who, you know, in recent weeks haven't been at their best sort of form. Um, I think that point against Bulleye, uh, Wollongong Olympic is, is a positive one heading forward as well. And, and as you mentioned, Brown Lee scoring uh, to equalize. And he's also just his second start for the club and since um, since joining the club. And I think he's been really, really good as well. And providing a little bit of spark, something a little bit different for the Bulleye side. So maybe he can be the inspiration to get a few wins come uh, the back end of the season and really get him to push for that top five. Well, it is certainly a crucial game this weekend against Tarawana. They did go down at 3-0 to Wollongong. United, and that's the second game in a row that the side have failed to score. They haven't won a game since round eight, and that does see them five points off Bulai, who sit in fifth. But they are playing Bulai this weekend, and so that certainly gives them a chance to try and rectify their form of recent weeks. Yeah, it's definitely an opportunity to close that gap between them and uh, the top five if they did want to keep in touching distance. of finals football at the end of the year. And uh, I think that obviously the the loss to Wollongong United, I think most people saw coming, uh, obviously Wollongong United being such a quality side um, and, and got the job done there. But yeah, no, the Blueies, they're in a bit of a slump at the moment. They've picked up three draws in their last five games. But to be fair, one of them was against Wollongong Olympic uh, in, in that scenario as well. Uh, and they only went down to Albion Park White Eagles 4-3. So they can, they can play against these top sides when they can and they can really pick it apart um, on their certain day as well. So you never know what you're going to get. Last time out against Bulleye, they were defeated 4-1. So hopefully uh, it's a better outcome for the Blues this time around. Are you going to be backing Tarawana to go and win this game? I think I might, Tim. Um, obviously, we looked at some of their recent games and pulling putting aside Wollongong United's uh, loss to Wollongong United on the weekend. I think uh, they've, they've been really... Uh, a really tricky side to play in recent weeks and also throughout the year. So, yeah, I want to back the Blueys. I think I'll say the home side for this one, Bulleye. I was impressed with their performance against Wollongong Olympic, albeit against 10 men for the majority of that game. I think Deacon Brownlee, as I mentioned, did look really dangerous in that game and I'd expect him to have another defining impact in this one. Moving on to another game on Saturday, Balambi against Albion Park at Elizabeth Park. 
So the Rosellas, they are on a good run of form at the moment. A two-all draw with Winuna at the weekend. Jordan Grinham scoring for the second game running. And that does see them five points clear of South Coast United at the bottom now. They'll be they'll certainly be looking to carry through that form into this game. And they are one of the very few sides to have taken points off Albion Park this season. Yeah, a bit of a turn in form for Balambia, I think. Um, they've doubled their overall points tally in the last two weeks than um, for like from the whole first uh, 10 rounds of the season. So uh, a bit of a turning point for them there. And if they can, yeah, rectify that results from earlier on in the season against Albion Park and, and get a result here, they're going to be pushing further and further away from the bottom of the table and and possibly even pushing Coromel, uh, who are just two points ahead of them in ninth space as well. So a big game for Balambia again this weekend. And Albion Park, they're also in great form at the moment. A 5-0 win against Cringilla at the weekend. Races for Julian Minatello and Cameron Morgan with Hamish Lamberton also scoring. Morgan now has 15 goals. It was another big scoreline for the White Eagles, and it sees them now as the fourth best attack in the league, which at the start of the season, where they only had six goals in their first four games, that really does show a huge improvement from the side. Yeah, massive improvement. Um, you know, last time out, they only defeated Cringilla 1-0 um, in that case as well. So for, to turn it around with a 5-0 win away from home, I think this is a big ask as well. But I might just touch on their, their defense as well, Tim. Uh, back-to-back clean sheets for them. And that's the first one since round five, which was a 3-0 win against South Coast United. Um, and they are sitting in fourth and they got the tied second defense, best defense in the competition, which I think is a massive ask as well if you if you really want to be pushing for that top three. I think though, yes, Balambi are in a great run of form at the moment, but I do just think the Wide Eagles will be too strong. Julian Minatello started to pick up a few goals now. Cameron Morgan's continuing to be a massive goal threat for them. And I think that they're going to carry through that momentum here and pick up another three points against Balambi. I'll agree with you there, Tim. And I also mentioned Hamish Lamberton has uh, turned on a bit of form in recent weeks as well. And he's got he's um, leading them as well as Morgan from the front. And uh, I think they've got a very good uh, attacking third and, and they've got the job done again this weekend against Balambi. And in the second to last game on Saturday, Wollongong United against Coromel at Macedonia Park. So United had the 3-0 win against Tarawana at the weekend. Mitsu Yamada scored another brace, moving him on to 12 goals for the season and in the context of that defeat to Wollongong Olympic United's first defeat of the season, this was definitely the results and the performance that they would have wanted. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, obviously it's always great coming off a loss with a, with a comprehensive win. And, and I think that was a real uh, convincing one for Wollongong United in, in that scenario against Tarawana three nil. You can't really ask much better than your team for a three nil victory scoring three goals, a clean sheet against, you know, Tara, who, who we did say that have been uh, tricky at times for those top teams. And, and I think they got the job done really well on United. And, and Yamada has been absolutely on fire recently. Um, that's five goals in his last two games. So um, they'll be looking again at him again for, for this weekend. Well, the Rangers, it was a 2-0 defeat against Coniston. Daniel Kelly was also sent off in that game, so he'll be suspended for the match against Wollongong United. And you did mention this earlier, actually, when we were talking about Balambi, but the Rosellas are now only two points behind Coromel. And just tagging onto that, for a side who were scoring so freely at the start of the year, they failed to score in their past three matches, and that would be a massive concern for them as well. 
Yeah, I think that's really what we talked about most about Coromel at the start of the season was how good their attack was. And obviously that's um, changed a little bit in recent weeks, three games without a goal. But you should mention uh, their, their defensive stability um, in recent weeks as well. Like um, before they were conceding, you know, three, four, five goals a game uh, on, on numerous occasions, but they've only conceded three goals in their last three games. So averaging a goal a game conceded, which is, I think is a, a big improvement from then considering how they started the season. Um, so I, I think, in terms of the attack, it's, it's gone a bit downhill, but I think their defense has gotten a lot better. And if they can sort of click them both at the same time, then they, they'll be able to turn that form around and, and push further away from Belambi at the bottom there. And do you think that they'll be causing an upset this weekend? I think it's a very hard ask for them um, against the, you know, Wollongong United sign who are absolutely flying at the moment, obviously uh, not including that, that loss to Wollongong Olympic, but that was only their first defeat of the season. So I think I might stick with United to, to take out this one. I think I've got to stick with United as well. I think that they responded really well from their first defeat of the season with another comprehensive victory, just carrying on their momentum of winning games and keeping clean sheets as well. That that game against Olympics sort of being a bit of an anomaly in their form so far this season. I think Mitsu Yamada seems to be in great form as well at the moment, and I'd be backing him to have another, another impact in this game here against Coronel. Looking at the final game on Saturday, we'll talk about Port Kembla against Wanuna at Wetherill Park. So Port Kembla, after the defeat to, to Coniston last weekend, they just carried on their form from before that game. Here, a 2-1 win against South Coast United. Daniel Carella scored, as well as Jordan Nikolovsky getting back on the score sheet with his 12th goal of the year. And three of their five wins this season have been just by a one-goal margin. And you would have perhaps expected a bigger margin than that against South Coast United. But I guess the major thing for Port Kembla is that they are picking up those wins. Yeah, a win's a win, I think, Tim. It uh, doesn't matter if you win by one goal or five. You, you're still getting the three points for your side. And, and I think that's a, been a massive accomplishment for Port Kembla this year. Obviously, they started the season a little bit slow. Um, and then they've sort of turned it around in, in recent weeks. They've picked up four out of their five wins in their last five games. So I think that's a massive, massive turnaround in, in results and in form for Port Kembla. And they're actually sitting on the same amount of points as Buller, who are in fifth spot, only just down on goal difference. So um, those types of wins are the difference between making the finals and not making your finals, especially if you're this close to the top five at this time of the year. Well, the Sharks have sort of had the opposite form, really successive draws after the 2 all draw with Balambi. Uh, Corey Hansgross did score for the second game running, but a late equaliser denied the Sharks the three points. They sit two points off the fifth-place Bulleye, as well as their opponents this weekend, Port Kembla, who are in sixth. So this is a massive game for Winuna, but they are struggling for form at the moment. Yeah, the Sharks, um, they haven't won since that round six victory over the Albion Park White Eagles uh, um, back in early May. So I think that's a big concern for them, um, given the circumstances they had at the start of the season where they were sort of a bit down on form as well. They conceded four um, of those late goals against Port Kembler in the four-all draw early in this season in this fixture. And then they went down to Coniston 4-0 as well before they turned it around with three straight wins. But since then, um, just two draws to to account for in, in that time, although they most of the games have been closed other than that loss to Wollongong United in that game just a few weeks ago. I think it's a, a bit of a slump in form for Winuna, but they're, they're definitely a quality side. You know, they're champions for a reason, so they can turn it around um, just like that. And I think this could be the game to do so, and it's going to be a very, very good grudge match at uh, Redwood Park. 
Well, they have had a few tricky fixtures as well in that run, taking on Bulai, Wollongong Olympic and Wollongong United. So that certainly wouldn't have helped their form. Uh, I think for this game here, I will actually back the, the Sharks to go and win this. I know that they have been on a slump of form at the moment, but I think we've seen Corey Haynes-Gross get scoring again, which is, I think, quite a key to, to the way that Winuna play. And I think that their performances of late have been quite positive, but they just haven't quite uh, been able to get the results yet. So I'll say the Sharks to go and win this game. I think I might pick uh, Port Kemmler in this one, Tim. I think they've got the quality to get the job done against those teams around them on the table as well as the teams below them. Uh, we talked about how good they've been um, defeating those teams below them on the table um, only by those close margins, and I think they can do it again this weekend and um, really push for that top five. There's just the one game on Sunday. Coniston against South Coast United at JJ Kelly Park. So Coniston had a 2-0 win against Coromel. Uh, Stephen Oganowski and Adam Volader both scored again. And they have now got the best defence in the league. They've only conceded 10 goals this season, keeping six clean sheets in their past seven games. Although that does see the side remain in second place, they've narrowed the gap to Wollongong Olympic at the top, who did have that draw with Bulleye to just two points. So for a side that was soundly beaten by Wollongong Olympic earlier in the year, 3-0, to be two points off them at this stage is a really positive improvement for them. Well, a massive, massive improvement. Um, you know, we talked about Coniston were the team to beat at the start of the year. They, they started with three, three wins in a row, and um, they're almost replicating that uh, given start at the start of the second half of the season as well. So they had a little bit of blip in the form and in that middle section of the opening sort of five, six rounds, but against Albion Park, White Eagles, Wollongong Olympic, you know, losses that are, you know, creditable against credible teams, but they've turned it around super, uh, so well, I, I believe. And they haven't conceded a goal since round seven in a two or draw against Wollongong United. I think that's a, an amazing accomplishment as well. That's uh, five games in a clean sheet and you're versing sides like, you know, Coromel have been free scoring and attack. Port Kembla and even Bulleye as well in, in that in that case as well. Um, and then even just two weeks before that, they kept Tarawana scoreless too. So, um, yeah, massive wraps to the defensive um, stability at Coniston. Well, their last defeat, Coniston, was in fact against Wollongong Olympic. So that just further emphasises what we've seen from them in terms of form since that result. Taking a look at South Coast United now, they had another defeat uh, 2-1 to Port Kembla on Saturday night, although Burke Eskin continued his good start to life with South Coast United getting his first goal for the club, although it was another defeat and two points away from Cringilla, who sits 11th. The game against Coniston in round two was one of the closer defeats for the side, and they actually played quite well in that game, but they're certainly facing a much improved Coniston side, as we've just mentioned. Yeah, definitely. Um, that was their closest fixture this this year, apart from that win over Cringilla just a couple of weeks ago. Um, so, yeah, only 2-1 down at Ian McLennan Park back in round two. But as you mentioned, Coniston have, um, have, have improved a lot since then. But I think you can definitely take that something out of that one heading into this one for South Coast United. Just those little positive things that you can take into it and, and hoping to get a result in this. Despite that, I will be saying Coniston to go and win this game. I think they're in fantastic form at the moment. Ogonovsky and Volodur continue to, to be a real threat up front for them and the defensive solidity that we've seen from them. I'd expect them to, to win here and perhaps keep another clean sheet. 100% agree with you there, Tim. Uh, Coniston to, to win on, on Sunday as well. And that finishes the preview for round 13 of the Illawarra Mercury Premier League. Nathan and I will discuss the District League next. 
And in the first of five games in the People Care District League, Berkeley will take on Shell Cove at Berkeley Sports Ground. So looking at the Goats, they picked up their first point since round five with the one-all draw against the rule. New signing Orkanaz got his first goal for the club, but they were denied by a late equaliser. A win could have really boosted their confidence after a troubling run. But now taking on Shell Cove, it'll be a really stern test for the side, especially considering that they lost 7-0 to them earlier on in the season. Yeah, how's that, uh, Berkeley? Agonizing clo- agonizingly close from getting their first win in six games. Um, so I think they were really very unlucky not to come away with that win in that one against the Rule, who they did beat earlier in the season back in round one as well. So um, they were very close. Uh, a new signing, Orkanas, as you said, good get his first goal for the club. And the first goal that they've scored in a few weeks as well, I believe, um, in, in that scenario as well. So a bit of spark coming in up, up top for them. Um, heading into this one, it's going to be another really tough ask. And as you mentioned, 7-0 round two, it's going to be playing on the back of their minds. Well, Shell Cove, they made it four wins in a row with a 3-1 win against Oak Flats. Mimi Aldo scored again with Dinkakovsky and Paul Lee also scoring. This is certainly a game that they would be expected to go on and win again here. Yeah, I don't think they'll be too worried heading into this one, given how their recent form has gone and also that earlier fixture in the earlier in the year has gone as well against Berkeley, where they did come out as seven nil winners, Mimi Aldo scoring four in that one. And he's actually scored in every goal. He's actually scored in every game that he's played this year and and it's really boosted their um, you know, attack throughout the season and they're almost averaging four goals a game. Which, which is an absolutely insane statistic. Um, they're just two goals shy of that. So they've played 11 games and scored 42 goals between, um, you know, Mimi Yaldo and, and Tommy Markovsky. I think Shelko's attack is, is really their strong point. Um, and it's going to continue again this weekend. Yeah, and Dean Kukowski certainly contributed a few goals to that as well. I think as far as a prediction goes, it's very hard to go past Shell Cove, the run of form that they're on at the moment. They're obviously one of the most free-scoring teams in the division here, and I think that they'll certainly uh, be the ones winning this game here against Berkeley. Definitely, Tim. I'll have to agree with you on that one, uh, Cove, to come away with the win. And and they also do have their catch-up game against Helensburg on Wednesday night this week. Um, obviously, this podcast will be released on the Thursday. So depending on the result on that, they could actually be sitting in top spot um, heading into this one as well. And the next game we'll look at is Picton against Fern Hill at Hume Oval. So the Rangers, they continued an improvement in their form. A 2 all draw with Barilla. On Saturday, Mitchell Hall and Dane Morley scored. And they are now unbeaten in three of their last five. But to take points off a team like Barilla, who who are looking to try and get finals football this year, that's a really big achievement for them. And it is a similar task this weekend against Fern Hill. Yeah, a bit of turn in form for Picton on uh, heading into the back end of the season. So they might you know, pick up a few more results and, and push further away from that bottom of the table. They are sitting... Just three points ahead of Berkeley, who are in 11th and tied on points with Balgani, but they are just sitting seven points off their opponents that they beat, uh, that they drew with on the weekend, uh, Barilla, who are in seventh spot. So, a bit of term in form for the Rangers. I think it's uh, for the better for them as well. And um, it's been some impressive results recently as well. And, and there could be another interesting one this weekend against a, a Foxes side who are flying at the moment. Yeah, well, talking about Fern Hill now, but a, a statement 5 0 win against University or other who are a fellow side looking to try and get finals football. Will Roberts and Daniel Jukic both scored twice with Ben Elol 
also getting one to beat a team like university so emphatically i mean that gives them a great platform heading into the second half of the season yeah considering given that first round game between the two sides it ended three three all and i think they were leading three nil in that one as well before that sort of back end of the game let them slip and university came back but obviously there was no um slip up at the end of the second half for that one in, in for Fern Hill and they stormed out to that 5-0 win. And I think, obviously, we, we talk about how good their attack's been in recent weeks. They've they've scored 14 goals in their last four games and, and that's mainly mainly from their front um, front men in Daniel Dukic and Will Roberts as well. They've been absolutely firing at the moment. And and if they can, you know, they've got picked in this weekend and then Kyam in the next um, before taking on both Berg and Unendera in the weeks after that. So, you know, a few games, a few points in there and they can really be pushing deeper into the top five. Well, we did mention the significant contributions in terms of goals from Will Roberts and Daniel Dukic. What are you thinking here for a prediction though? I don't think I can go past Fern Hill just given their, you know, recent run of form, especially after that 5-0 route of university last weekend. And, um, you know, the reverse fixture of these two sides was a 3-1 win for Fern Hill back at Ray Robinson Oval. But I think they can get the job done on the road and, and pick the Rangers at home. I think we've seen Picton, especially at home, have been a really challenging side to play one game where they were actually away from home against Udendera. Uh, of course, they conceded a last-minute winner in that one, and they took points off Willer as well. So I think they've shown they can be a really tricky side for, for sides at the top who, who are looking to try and pick up wins against Picton. And I will actually be backing the Rangers here to, to go and win this game. Looking at Oak Flats against University at Keith Bond Oval, the Falcons had a 3-1 defeat to Shell Cove and they now sit in sixth, a point off finals football. They've only scored 20 goals this season, which is only four more than what Balgowney have managed who sit in 10th. And it's the same number as Picton in ninth. One player, Bayan Karic, uh, their striker who last year in the shortened season, of course, did score nine goals. This year, he's only managed just two from 10 games. Do you feel that the goal scoring troubles for Oak Flats will hamper their, their chances of finishing in a finals place this year? It's definitely a possibility. Um, we talked about last year, how, you know, how on, on form they were throughout the season. And Bayan Carrick was one of those players that sort of pushed them up to the, the title and the grand final win. Um, so I think it's, yeah, it's a massive, massive task for, for him, especially in Carrick to, to lead his side to the top five. And, Obviously, we haven't seen the best of uh, the Falcons yet this season. There's been patches, but um, they're still in with a hunt with the top five. If they get a win over University this weekend, then um, they'll be planted two points in it. So I think it's a big, big game for them and a big game for Carrick as well. Well, it's also a big game for the students. After those impressive three wins in a row, that 5-0 defeat to Fernhill does really halt momentum and considering Oak Flats are just a point behind them heading into this game, it's essential that they do go and at least pick up a draw here. Yeah, all games are vital in the in the back end of the season. And obviously they can't get those points back against Fern Hill, but they'll be wanting to get the job done on Oak Flats again, who they who they did beat earlier in the season in round two, quite uh, remarkably in, in that one. They were down, I believe it was 2-1 at halftime and they came back and won 4-2. Um, at Coolabong Oval so they've got that in the back of their heads heading into this one so that'll be a positive for them um, and then just just simply win this and your more chances of final football come season ends so they'll be planted more into the top five so it's yeah as you said a massive game for the students as well 
I'm going to say the Falcons to go and win this game. I think that I have seen them on a couple of occasions this season, and they have been quite promising. Uh, I think that, especially against a university side that are coming off a bit of a shocking defeat to, to Fernhill, they'll certainly be uh, looking to capitalise on that and pick up the three points. I, I might I might go with the uh, university in this one, Tim. Obviously, that the, the loss against Fernhill might have just been a little blip in the road for them. And uh, I know that you can see the quality that they have when they can turn it on um, after those three wins in a row. And they've also, you know, um, picked results against you know teams around them on the table, especially Oak Flats and then Marilla just a couple of weeks ago with 10 men. So I think they can get the job done against teams around them. Obviously, that one against Fernhill was a um, was an off day for them. But yeah, I'm going to back the students in this one. Looking at on Saturday, Warilla against Kaima at King Mickey Park. The Wanderers had a two-all draw with Picton. Chad Keating did pick up a brace, though. Uh, but it is just one win in their past five games. And we've seen teams, especially in and around that fifth place, have certainly struggled uh, when they've gone up against the sides above them. Although in this run for Rilla, they've played just one of the current top three. They are three points away from finals football as well. And this is a must-win game against Kayama, although Kayama did take two points off Rilla earlier on in the season. Yeah, it's a massive game for Rilla. Um, we talked about, you know, they were really planted in that top five um, just a few weeks ago before uh, a few losses and even that draw against Picton last weekend has seen them slip out of the top five by by three points. So they're still just hanging in there. And I think this is the perfect opportunity to to avenge that draw to Kayama earlier on in the season, who was their only point in the first half of the season for the Quarriers. So they'll be wanting to get the win in this one and really turn their season around for the back end of the year. Well, the Quarries picked up just their second point of the season last weekend. Austin Blenkow continued his prolific start to his time at the Quarries, picking up another two goals. And I guess that is a solid point for Kiama, considering that that was that their first point since the round two draw with Warilla. One thing we have seen from them uh, improving is their goal scoring. Uh, they've scored six goals in their past three games, which does highlight some better form. Of course, Austin Blenkow has scored four of them and he'll be looking to have another impact here against Warilla. Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned six goals in their last three games, which is um, double the amount that they scored in the first nine nine this season. So a um, bit of turn in form for the Quarriers. Obviously, they went down 6-2 to Unendera. Um, just last week, but but an improved result against Bowgowney, which they were down 2-0 in that one as well and, and possibly could have won it in the end. But, you know, settled for a point in that one. And they're, they're, they're still five points around Berkeley behind the, the bottom of the table, but they'll be heading into this one, fencing their chances, given that early in the season, they did pick a draw out of Arilla. I think for this game here, I'm actually going to back a draw. I, I think that the Quarriers have certainly improved in recent weeks. And I think Austin Blenkow has been the main the main person improving this Kiama team. And I think that he'll be looking to put in another strong showing here against a stuttering Warilla team. I might back the upset, Tim. I'm going to go to the Quarriers to get the win here. As you mentioned, Blencow, four goals in the last two games out of nowhere, I think. So um, I think they can you know, ride a bit of momentum coming in, in the next coming weeks. So yeah, I'm going to back the Quarriers for a win here. Looking at the last game on Saturday now, Unendera against the rule at Unendera Oval. The Hearts had a 3-2 defeat to Helensburg. They equalised in the 90th minute plus six, 
but then they conceded from the kickoff, which was a huge defeat for them, really, and it does open up the race for top spot. It was their first defeat of the year and the second time that they have failed to beat the Thistle. At this stage, though, they are still top, although Helensburg versus Shell Cove on Wednesday night. We are recording this on the Tuesday night, so we don't know the result of that one there. Could see them drop as low as third if there is a draw in that game, which makes it imperative that they do go and beat Thoreau this weekend. Yeah, it's a devastating loss right at the death for the Hearts when they thought they snatched a point to still be two points ahead of the Cove and, and five points ahead of the Thistle heading into this one. But but now that they are one point ahead of both of them before that Helensburg Shell Cove game. So depending on the result on that one, they could slip away from top spot in that case as well. But I think even if those two sides do end in a draw, um, Unendera will be dropped down to second place, given their for and against difference between the two sides. But, um, you know, take a game as a time for Unendera. They've still got a chance to, to verse Shell Cove as well and um, later in the season. But Heading into this one against the Thoreau side, we're just coming off a one-all draw with Berkeley. I think they're going to fancy their chances to get the job done and, and get back to winning ways as they've done all this season. Well, the Thunder are certainly struggling for form at the moment. Just one win in their past five games. At the weekend, a one-all draw with Berkeley. Zach Bidoff scoring a late equaliser for them in that one. Their form has certainly stuttered in recent weeks, which sees them now seven points off finals football, it is quite essential for them as well to at least put in a, a good showing here against the Hearts. Yeah, we look at last time that these two sides played, and it was only a 2-1 win to Unendera in that one. So the rule really did pick it to them in that in that case um, early on in the season. And, you know, we talked about the rule being so close to a top five spot in that sort of that form in the middle part of the season where they picked a few wins up against teams that are around them and below them on the table. But now that they're sort of slipping away from it a little bit in, in recent weeks, as you said, one win in their last five games, and that was against Kayama. So um, it's a, it's a must to turn around form. And, and if it's an upset here, then that can really carry the momentum in the coming weeks. What are you going to say here for a prediction here? Will we be backing the favourites, Unendera, to, to go and get back to winning ways after that shock defeat? I think I am, Tim. Um, just, you know, they've got the quality on the pitch to get the job done. Obviously, they were... Uh, undefeated for the first half of the season for a reason. So I think they're going to be able to get the uh, win in this one against the Thoreau. I think I will actually back a draw in this game. I think Thoreau have shown that they can be quite a difficult side to play against and they haven't been in the best of form. So it's it's quite important for them to, to go and put in a decent showing here and they will look to capitalise on the Hearts who did lose their first game of the season uh, last weekend. The only game on Sunday sees Balgowny take on Helensburg at Judy Masters Oval. So the Rangers, they gave up a two-goal advantage to draw with Kaima. Chris Hollingshead did score, though, taking his tally to seven for the season. They do still remain in 10th position with no win since round eight against Berkeley. They really are now needing to, to pick up their form after a bit of a barren run recently. Yeah, it was their first point since round eight as well, Tim, in that one. And I think it was an important one. Otherwise, they would be sort of sitting just two points ahead of Berkeley and one point behind Picton in 10th spot. But they still hold out Picton in the same amount of points. And they're just three points adrift as a rule in eighth. So um, I think they might be disappointed in that in that draw against Kymer over the weekend. They were leading 2-0 within inside the opening half an hour. And instead of going on from there and, and sort of putting the game to bed, they, they let Kymer come back and snatch a point and... Uh, we'll talk about how they, they did against Kaima earlier in the season as well. That they they did it was the same 
same scenario. They went up by two early in the first half and then they let almost let Kyle McClaw back and snatch a draw where it ended 2-1. So uh, I think just in, in some games, the problem for Balgiani is uh, letting you know teams come back, even though they've sort of pushed out front early on. And um, it's going to be a tough one against Helensburg. If they can pick a goal early and sort of just sit back, then they might be on for a point or even a win. Well, the Thistle picked up that massive 3-2 win against Unendera. Brad Watts scoring in the 98th minute, sending the Thistle within a point of Unendera at the top. Of course, they have the Wednesday night clash against Shell Cove. If they do win, they will go top, uh, but they would be expected to, to go and beat Balgauni in this fixture. Yeah, definitely. The earlier fixture in this season, um, back in round two, ended 4-0 the way of the uh, the Thistle. So I think they'll go into this one thinking that they're, they're going to come away with the win. Obviously, Balgani can be a little bit tricky at times, but obviously, Helensburg coming off the back of nine straight wins, um, plus that midweek draw with Unendera just a few weeks ago, I think they're going to be um, heading into this one with the head full of confidence, as, as you should be. Um, they're averaging three goals a game as well. They've only conceded seven in their first 11 games, so I think um, it's going to be a massive one for the Berg. I will be saying the the Thistle to go and win this game. I think that that win against Unidera was huge for them in terms of confidence and momentum for the rest of the season. I think Blake Curry, who, who had an essential role in the win against Unidera, will certainly be looking to have another another good performance here against Balgauni. Yeah, I'll agree with you there, Tim. I think Ellensburg are going to be too good and too strong at this one, and they'll get the job done. And that concludes the preview for round 13 of the People Care District League. Nathan, thank you for joining me again. No worries, Tim. Pleasure. And that concludes the Football South Coast Weekly for this week. Make sure to follow Football South Coast on Twitter at FSC underscore official for live updates on the biggest matches across Illawarra football. You will also find links to match reports, previews, and reviews on there as well. My name is Timothy Gibson. Thank you for listening.